0: So I just, like, threw some, like, olive oil and, like, a little bit of vinegar in there, and I, like, shook it all up. So I got a bunch of chicken in the sink marinating. It's either going to
1: taste really good or it's going to be able to peel paint off the <laughs> one of the two.
0: It's, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero slay It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero slay
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment
0: news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And this week, we've
0: got MCU cameo rumors. Ooh, they're intensifying.
1: Man, this is the rumor mill, if I've ever (laughs) heard one before in my life. Uh, General Thrawn might have an actor in the upcoming show. All right. All right. Michael B. Jordan is doing his own Superman.
0: Michael B. superman Yes, and
1: more. And more. <laughs> I know Spe- I was
0: going to uh, oh, – no, go ahead. Go right into it.
1: I was going to – speaking of Michael B. Jordan, like, <laughs> uh, I, I did make a – I felt I followed through on a promise earlier this week. I think it was Monday, <laughs> I believe even. Um, I turned on Space Jam A New Legacy uh, because I hadn't got to watch it. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. Um, my wife's a big fan of the other one. I remember watching the other one when I was a kid and you know, you kinda briefly talked about it last week. Uh-huh. And um you know, if, if you're if, if you're not watching this, you're gonna skip ahead. We have time codes. But I will tell you, I have watched two Nicolas Cage movies this year so far uh-huh. that are by far way fucking better than this movie. <laughs> could ever hope hey, to be
0: and he's not even talking about that brand new nicholas cage yeah. pig that's actually supposed to be good no, i'm talking he, willy's <laughs>
1: wonderland and, and more, i don't remember what the other one was uh wasn't jujitsu yeah yeah yeah, yeah Jitsu. good lord but space <laughs> jam a new legacy is uh atrocious it's a slap to the face you said mediocrity this is well below <laughs> mediocrity mike uh i i i i don't know how i don't remember how i put it to you but like this again this is just a big commercial right For, Mm -hmm. for warner brothers properties and even then it just it just fails on all levels man i i didn't care the whole time i tried to have a good time with the characters it just nothing succeeded nothing hit i think there was like maybe one joke early on uh whenever he first met up with bugs bunny but like any charm and originality that the first movie had gone in this one like mm-hmm. it's just he made some he made some bad guys out of uh scans of basketball players whereas the other one was like oh there was actually like a subplot where like those people had their powers stolen and were trying to find out where it went the whole time right yeah like there was I I, 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 I avoid this movie like the plague is what I'm trying to tell people.
0: It's kind of weird to overanalyze the Space Jam movie, and uh, people are just going to have to prepare themselves that a superhero slate is not a safe space for a Space Jam, a new Legacy fan. Uh, But I think the biggest difference between this movie and the last one is... The villain of the first movie is a cartoon character. So it just, everything makes so much more sense why everything devolves into a basketball game because it's all about tunes and like cartoons and like Michael Jordan gets wrapped up in all of this kooky craziness, right? But in this one, it's like, there's like an artificial intelligence algorithm that's LG trying rhythm. to oh my god that's trying to pull all this off and it's just like I get it it's a kids movie but it's just like y- you, had to, you had to try so hard just to get this to a basketball game and well, I feel like you didn't have to try so hard it,
1: it, and I mean yeah it, th- I saw him throw away a Game Boy at the start of this movie and mm-hmm. I'm like even if he wasn't gonna play Game Boy anymore ain't no kid throwing away a Game Boy in, in the 90s <laughs> But um, I said, here, I found the tweet I sent you. Uh, in Space Jam 2, the words Warner Brothers were shown or said 38 times. That's 10 times the amount of baskets LeBron James made in the entire movie. Four. <laughs> so where is the actual jam at in this, right? Where's the space jam, if you want know? <laughs> um, And, um, you know, it's, uh, they even made the old lady do the Matrix thing twice yeah oh that, that's how unoriginal it was mm. so uh yeah i don't know I was, i'm looking back on our, our chat here and i'm like oh my gosh this don Cheadle should have his emmy nomination revoked for this <laughs> but but i i just gotta say like you know i, I know you were like kind of like oh it's mediocre you know and that's the worst thing. I, I, below that this is offensive <laughs> uh, uh like even like when you do like the crossovers, like what Lego movie did, like right the brand merging, uh-huh. the brand mixing, that was fun. It had a purpose, right? It was like, oh, they're all Legos. They're all here in this Lego world. And this is like, oh, in this computer server exist all the properties as different planets, if you will. And that just happens to be how they look. I, I don't know. It was, it was no fun. And I, <laughs> I, I feel bad watching it. And I feel bad for anyone else who watched it. So, um, yeah, that's what I gotta watch this week, Mike. I, I've been working on my house. I, I've been telling Mike about it. He's seen all the results. Uh, I've got some uh, weddings to attend to the next couple weeks, um, and uh, so we've been trying to get some house stuff done rather than absorbing content. I I do maybe I can. Add, you want me to add it here, Mike, or you want me to add it on the end here about that game
0: I've been playing. Oh, um, you go go ahead. Let me know uh, right now, man.
1: Okay. Well, so I've been playing the new MOBA, a multiplayer online battle arena called Pokemon Unite. Uh, on Nintendo Switch. And are you familiar? I'm not as familiar with MOBAs I, as probably I have other literally are.
0: no idea what this is. I know okay. what MOBAs are, but I do not know what this is.
1: So it, it's, it's like League of Legends. I played the game Smite with friend of the show Quentin. Mm-hmm. Um, you go out and you kill uh, these wild enemies and get points, and then you go cash these points in on the enemy side, right? While also the enemies are trying to do the same thing and can, and can attack and kill you. So in this one, you actually play with Pokemon characters who all serve. Different purposes, so it's a very much an online game, um, in the la- in the vein of League of Legends or um, Defense of the Ancients, Dota, two kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, it's it's been fun. But I will tell you, if you want to see an overly monetized, pay to win game, <laughs> this is this is up your alley. Like they're like you can up you can upgrade items to equip to your character. They give you stat advantages. Well, if you don't have enough tickets that you got in game, you can actually just exchange money to upgrade them like right out the gate and i'm like this this is kind of pointless so um that i think that's a sucky part but if you're a fan of uh pokemon or mobas maybe give it and you have a switch you can try it'll be out on mobile i think in a month or two so you can play it on your phone i don't know how that'll go but um i've been getting into that a little bit trying to um use my switch a little bit more and play um also mario golf as, as my downtime so chip them on the greens mike you've been watching more stuff than i have it looks like you've had a little more free time Uh, Other than some adventures you had uh, What you got going on here?
0: Yeah man well it's that time of the year Where the Olympics has finally rolled around So this is as good a time as any To uh, dust off that peacock subscription we've yet to have one in this household so we finally uh bit the bullet and paid for at the very least a month of peacock because you know we wanted to check out some of the olympic stuff and uh, right off the bat i don't know what's going on i do not i do not know how to use this app when it comes to the olympics it's so confusing i was kind of i kind of thought the pitch to uh people out there was get peacock and watch all the olympics you want but I know it's in Japan, but there is some time zone crossover, so I feel like when I open up this app in, like, the afternoon, I don't know how to live stream the Olympics. Like, how do I just, like, watch the Olympics that are happening right now? It gives me tons of replay options. I can replay and rewatch a lot of the stuff that has already happened, but, like, I want to be, like, in the zeitgeist. I want to be there watching live and seeing what's happened, and, like, the Peacock interface is just very confusing. Like, if you go to, like, the Olympics, like, landing page, there's just, like, a thousand tiles that all, like, some of them are, like... Like three minutes long. Some of them are like, I saw one video that they suggested watching that was only like 30 seconds long, and I was like, by the time my Roku buffers this video, like, the 30 seconds of my attention span is already out the window, so I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate the app to properly watch the Olympics, Jeez. but... One thing that you can do while you're on Peacock is actually watch some pretty good stuff. There's a show from uh, Michael Schur, the uh, creator of Parks and Rec, and some other really, really uh, popular TV shows called Rutherford Falls, which is a Peacock original starring Ed Helms, and it's this really funny show so far. We're only a couple episodes in, uh, only one season out right now, but it's just about Ed Helms. He plays this guy who is obsessed with the history of the town that he lives in because his... Uh, ancestors uh, founded this small town uh, on the East Coast. I think it's uh, in like upstate New York or something like that. But then he starts clashing kind of with the local like native population, but like he knows them all because they all grew up there. So it's all really, really funny uh, from some really great creators. And there's a lot lot of uh, Native American representation in it too, which is strange because it's crazy that this entire country uh, was basically like stolen from the Native Americans, but we hardly ever really see – good representations of them on television, so I think this is a step in like a really great direction and it's really interesting, so... And check out Rutherford Falls. But also, if you want to slide back in time, if you will, uh, my wife absolutely lost it when I told her that this show was on Peacock because she she will not stop talking about this show. She's like, oh, you've never seen this show before? How have you never seen this show before? So I finally sat down and watched the first two episodes of the classic Sliders. Have you ever yeah. heard of this show, oh, Chris, Sliders? Uh, I
1: actually saw it um, at Barnes & Noble on um – Friday evening I went to Barnes and Noble and uh, Uh there was a DVD of uh of the the show Sliders and I mean surprise surprise I mean this
0: show ran for like five seasons and I barely knew anything about it I don't remember the exact date that it came out but I it, it feels early 90s for sure um and we just started dipping our toes in it. But it's just like you totally see a lot of the inspiration, the, a lot of the sci-fi inspiration that just things like Rick and Morty would have pulled from from Sliders. It's just all about uh, the, the actor Jerry O'Connell, who is yep. basically uh, like a college-age student uh, at this point in time. And he just develops this device that lets him slide between, like, parallel universes. Uh, So every episode is, like, just a different interpretation of the Earth that he lives on. And in the first episode, the um, there are two worlds that they visited. One briefly was, like, the ice version of his neighborhood. Like, I guess, theoretically, something happened and everything got covered in ice. And then they get slid into a world where, like, what if the Nazis won and they occupied, like, San Francisco, the Bay Area? So a lot of really fun stuff. And they must go through a lot of different scenarios because there's five seasons, and this is, like, a network of drama. So I think there's, like... At least like 15 episodes a season, if not more. So I don't know how much more we'll dive into sliders, but it was nice to get kind of just to get the, um, just get my bearings of just like a, where a lot of, uh, these ideas have come from. And a lot of them have come from sliders.
1: Yeah. And I remember, uh, cause it's like a 90s show, right? I th- it wasn't early 2000s, mm-hmm. it was 90s. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who played, uh, Gimli was in it, right? Uh, John Russ Davis?
0: Yeah. That's who he is. I was trying to figure out who that guy was the whole time. I was, I was talking with some friends, um, yesterday about the show and I was like yeah there's like this Pavarotti looking guy in it and I'm like yeah. Yeah, and I guess yeah that's Gimli
1: yeah, yeah he. I mean he's also in you know uh Lord, uh, not Lord of the Rings uh, Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones he was his friend in Indiana yeah Jones. India
0: I uh, Indiana yeah. Jones was the one thing that I could pull from I was like yeah he was in Indiana Jones but he wasn't
1: yeah he? yeah yeah so yeah I remember that because it was on, I believe um I think it was was it a Sunday night show I don't remember but I remember sliders and like you know you know coming back and reading a lot of Marvel especially Loki multiverse multi-universes mm-hmm. stuff um, different earths this is uh, very much um, I, this isn't the original but it feels very much like a video version of that early on yeah. uh, I remember the effects being kind of Oh yeah the, the, the
0: effects are very, very funny but in a kind of a like in a, you know like oh look at them bless their heart. this is the best that they could do back then yeah but, yeah, yeah I remember uh, yeah, I remember so yeah I'm just I'm just always surprised because I always think that how niche sci-fi was back in the day, just how m- much more accepting pop culture has been when it comes to these like very like kind of broad, abstract ideas. But uh, back then, Sliders, five seasons. Wow, good for them. Uh, yeah. So, uh, w- oh, another world, sorry. There was Opposite World, where you stop at green lights and you go through red lights. So some of them aren't as drastic as the other ones, but my wife was just like, oh, yeah, there's one where the red lights were different, and that was just really drilled into her brain. So you <laughs> have to watch Sliders on Peacock. But another streaming service that you may or may not have is Apple+. Plus. I guess go out and buy a new MacBook or an iPhone, you'll get a whole nother year of it. But uh, Ted Lasso, season two, it's back. It's out there. Now is the uh, good a time as any to um, hop on Apple Plus and start uh, start watching Ted Lasso, because it's great and I love it. And uh, so that's just a PSA for Ted Lasso and how much I love the show. I mean, we talked about the Emmys a little bit last week. Ted Lasso has been nominated for literally anything that I think it could possibly qualify for. So got a good pedigree for that show over there. But, but last up here brand new to netflix it's a uh, kevin smith's master of the universe That uh, Revelations, I think, is the the semicolon after it. And it's the new He Man show that's a continuation of the old lore of when it was just a big commercial to sell toys. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's very strange because you get to see all of these characters that still very much look like they were designed to sell, like, you know, hunks of plastic. I think I described it as like all of these chonky characters, but they are uh, in direct conflict with the very dramatic story that Kevin Smith has brought to this uh, new series. And you, there is very much a revelation at the end of the first episode. And if anybody's interested in giving it a try, watch at least the first two episodes. It just kind of really sets up where it's going to go. Um, I might, I might check it out. I might, I might watch War. I, I might watch more. I have no nostalgia for He-Man, but I think what they're pivoting to looks pretty interesting. So yeah, if you were ever wanted to dip your toe in he-man now's not a bad time either Mm -hmm. masters of the universe are revelations i think they are billing this as part one is out and then there's going to be a part two later so i guess there could be another opportunity for you to jump back in maybe later in this year but yeah it's strange it's so weird because it's like back when it was to sell toys they went as cheap as possible and on the animation because they just wanted the best return on their investment when it came to toys now it's like the it's like the literal opposite I don't know if there's really any toys scheduled for the show, but the animation is from Powerhouse Studio, the same studio that made the Castlevania TV show and some of the other stuff. So you have like these really like highly polished like action sequences with like these like rippling muscles that were drawn on every frame. And it's just like, wow, this is intense. This is what the kids back in the day really wanted
1: yeah i mean it, um it's it's a lot like it reminds me of like gi joe mask mm-hmm. you know, even transformers right that animation back then was not good but they were selling toys left and right and it's funny you you bring this up because you know this is on netflix this week next week is the third part of the transformers war for cybertron series mm-hmm. on netflix so like they are milking those 80s uh, toy <laughs> toy series uh, for this kind of stuff so Um, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've seen some discourse online, but there's only five episodes,
0: right? How, how, how long are they? Do you know? Uh, they're, I mean, they're anywhere from like, I think 20 to 30.
1: Okay. So they're, they're pretty digestible episodes. Cause Mm -hmm. when I
0: saw five, I'm like, oh, they're
1: obviously probably an hour long. Um, so that's good. They're they're shorter kind of, kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I might, I might give that a go. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But you know, let's go ahead and jump into the news, Mike. We're here for news. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, before we get that, someone did say. They need you to watch Star Wars: The Bad Batch because that's related to the show, and you keep talking about shows you're not watching on the show. Mm. So, but there's only like I think two or three episodes left of it, so it's a good time for you to jump in.
0: The Bad
1: Batch, yeah, All Star right. Wars: Bad Batch. Um, it's getting up there. It's getting. Up. I can't believe it's almost at the end. I went through a whole season of Loki in the middle of it. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, those are out. Anyway, into it, uh, Dune, the sci-fi movie that you know uh, from the 80s that people either love or hate or can't finish one of the two uh is getting remade Denis denny dennis i don't know how to pronounce his name he did blade runner 2049 right or whatever it was mm-hmm. and um you know uh, it's not signs it's the arrival movie uh really good sci-fi stuff uh, the official main trailer for dune is released uh this is a three and a half minute trailer for this movie and it showcases characters and actions. And I actually went ahead and wrote this down here. So I'm like, I wrote this description so I can like, this makes sense for, what I read from the book and then kind mm-hmm. of what I saw here. So the Atreides family are to take over and watch the planet Arrakis, uh, which is also the planet Dune because of all the sand. Right. And mm-hmm. they, they harvest a spice um, and the spice unlocks the mind gives people like, I don't know, like abilities to traverse space navigation stuff like that. Like that's why this, spice is very important mm-hmm. um but the uh, re- previous family the harkonnens want revenge for losing control of this planet uh and then the main character is paul atreides played by timothy chalamet and he leads the film on his journey through the planet dune there's a lot more in here and it's a lot more like game of thrones the more you dig into it um but you brought up a good point here is this a part multi-part movie uh, yeah, yeah that's
0: that's sweet. the vibe that I got because when I was watching this trailer, I was like, "This is some like really heady sci-fi, right? This is this seems like a lot to put into one trailer, a lot of concepts, a lot of ideas, and plus, they're really, I, I have no idea what Dune is, so I'm sure yeah. you could tell me whether this is right or wrong, but I don't want you to because it would be a spoiler. But it definitely seems like a um, Timothy Chalamet is a character that's going to be like switching sides and helping uh, Zendaya with whatever clan or city or whatever she's attached to and that seems like a story that might take a little bit to tell so it just really seems like i feel like there's going to be another movie after this
1: so um there there are ways you can split this story into uh, Mm um based on the book uh and what everything i've seen in this trailer except for one clip seems to be pretty early on in this movie Mm-hmm. Uh, or in the book, um, and you know they could be say like the stuff in the end is definitely a different kind of story, uh, the the second half. So I, I could be wrong. We could be seeing that, but you know there have been rumors that there is a second part of this movie um, somewhere else. Now the only reason I would say no, there's it's they're gonna they're gonna do it all. They're only teaching us to some of the the bigger pieces early on, is because there's like twenty books in this franchise, um, and they could easily make the second one. Uh, the, the sequel, right? Rather than mm. then try to split the Well, it's
0: Warner Brothers, kind of uh, HBO Max, uh, whoever is in charge of all this. I wouldn't be surprised if we, uh, like in a year or so, like, oh, there's going to be a spinoff where there'll be an HBO Max original well, series. Well, they, they've already, they've uh, already announced <laughs>
1: that. They, they announced that a long time ago. Oh, wow.
0: It's been – like, I'm so unattached to Dune. How could I remember any of this? Yeah. But also at the same time, since I legitimately forgot it, it makes me look really good though, right, that I'm making these predictions and being automatically assured that I got them right seconds later.
1: So I guess the difference is here it's not made by Warner Brothers. uh, Dune is a legendary film, and it's Mm -hmm. only distributed by Warner Brothers. So that's – I don't know what legendary... I don't have enough legendary knowledge to uh-huh. say that one way or the other, but uh, Warner Brothers um, did piss them off pretty much by doing the simultaneous release uh-huh. on HBO Max. Um, uh-huh. So on October 22nd, you can watch it in theaters or you can watch it in um, on HBO Max with the, the ad-free subscription. Um, and, you know, they were pretty mad because they were like, this is going to make a lot of money and now we're going to lose a lot of money. So I don't know what's happened along the way for that. But there was a um, uh, like a like a prequel uh, series or two announced for this. So um, we, we I think it was supposed to start filming last year, but we'll see. I don't It probably got delayed due to the pandemic. So we'll see where that comes into it. Um, but, uh, you, you, saw this trailer, right? You watched it. Mm-hmm. Did you have it? Is, is this for someone who's, who doesn't know a lot? Do you feel intrigued by this trailer or do you feel meh or nah? Like, I where, feel, where do you su- lead
0: at? I feel sufficiently intrigued. Um, okay. yeah, it, it looks great. Like it looks beautiful. Uh, and a lot of familiar faces, right? Uh, yeah. uh, it's been, it's, it's been a while since I've seen uh, Jason Momoa on the big screen. Yeah,
1: but we got to see him in the desert in Aquaman, so we know he's gonna do great here in this desert. Yes,
0: exactly. That's how that's how Hollywood works, right?
1: Yeah, uh, Thanos himself uh, in there as uh, oh yeah, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin, uh, his dad, uh, Moon Knight. I mean, we could we could tie these to comic book
0: places <laughs>
1: all day in here. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued to watch this again. I've not finished the first one recently. Uh, I got kind of tired <laughs> watching it, so I'm like I gotta go back. But I'm interested to see how they do this because. The, 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 the thing is with the original book, there's a lot of, like, descriptions of what the characters are thinking, not saying. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that in a movie, right? Like, how do you – without just doing voiceover the whole movie. It's uh, pensive
0: so. looks, man. Pensive yeah. looks. <laughs>
1: well, the, the thoughts are actual, like, related to the story. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they, they pull that off um, and, and do that. Switching back over, back to some Marvel news. Black Widow. Uh, apparently, one of the Black Widows will appear in Shang Chi, according to uh, Marvel Studios themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, actress. Uh, let's see here. Did it, is it gonna pull it up here? Uh, it's in. It's in here actually, in this feed of the live stream uh, of it. I didn't mean to put the main one in there. I'll have to go dig it out later. Mm-hmm. But one of the Black Widows actress. Um, she's. Um, she uh, is, I believe, from China, and will be. Uh, being in Shang-Chi, and I'm pretty sure uh, she'll probably be in the fight tournament if I was a bad man, right?
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bad place to put it right. It seems like something that they would get messed up in and I, I would assume it's one of the black widows that probably got a little bit of face time, right? We there was definitely some like background widows uh, in some of those shots that didn't really matter, but a couple of them were like featured widows. Like you don't have really a line, but you know we'll we'll do some close ups on your face.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think she had a talking point, um, but uh, and I think the one that they're they're uh, doing it has like also like a background in like f- some sort of fighting style or something like that, like. That's why she was, you know, hired as one of the black ones. But I assume she's one of the free ones. Uh, Jade Zhu XU was born in China. Is a multiple wushu champion, uh, and we'll have a brief cameo. So, um, I, I again, I think she'll probably be free, and trying to find her way in the world, and that may be, you know, where she ends up in this town of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fighting. I, I'm excited to see the fight scenes again. Uh, if not only for the Abomination versus Wong, but whoever, uh, shang she's probably going to fight. I believe uh, Zhao Ling, his sister, in that. So hopefully. We're to see some cool stuff. So uh, that was that's pretty interesting. We're going to switch gears into the animation world with Disney streaming, Marvel Studios on there. Um, Marvel's VP of film, Victoria Alonso, has promised us another season of What If? already. Oh, another right, 10 right. episodes. Uh, that means they probably got pretty good faith in it, right? Like, they are like, yeah, we, we like this. Or mm-hmm. do, you, do you think it's like how animation studios have been lately? Like, we wrote 20, we're doing 10 at a time. Uh, and releasing 10, and like, like part one, part two, or season one, season two, like but we we did yeah, them all at once. I, I don't know,
0: like, I feel like there's a lot less risk, like it's weird to say like less risk with animation considering uh, the production time is so much longer, but since you don't have to bring any of these actors in, like in front of a camera, you just put them in front of a microphone, and now, especially after the pandemic, uh, the location that these people need to be are is so much less rigid, right? And you've already kind of built out a lot of these rigs and models, and even though uh, a what if, uh, really should be in unique places in every different episode. You know they probably got like a pipeline. You know figured out so it's probably just a lot easier to greenlight. You know yeah. a second season. I-, I think I'm more curious of just like is are, are they just going to be a little bit more freewheeling with the second season, right? Because we've been getting a lot of hints moving forward that like this isn't just kind of like a random like one-off animated show that you could probably just ignore. It, it, you know, I'm not saying I would, but, you know, if somebody no. didn't want to be a, you know, a completionist, they could probably skip it. But that we keep hearing reports of like, oh, no, this is going to be tied into like this uh, multiversal thing. Uh, we might see some of these characters pop up. You know, who knows who will reprise what roles, what will pop in. Uh, but, you know, it seems like if they were to solve maybe any of these Nexus problems, wouldn't that mean a season two wouldn't happen? Yeah right like oh no we fixed the problem we fixed this uh shattering timeline uh there yeah. so maybe they'll just be a little less rigid in well, season two
1: it could be i also don't think they'll solve the problem of that uh we, we've seen spawn out of loki really the mm-hmm. i think that will i don't think that that will get solved anytime soon but i can also see them like oh yeah we're putting out another what if next year already kind of thing like you know, like, oh, yeah, we got it for next year before we even solve that issue down mm-hmm. the road. So it could it could be either one. Uh, again, I also think that maybe they could have written a bunch of scripts, had them record a bunch of lines early on. And, like, oh, we're going to do these first and then these second kind of thing, um, build towards it. But, you yeah, know, who knows? She also did say that there are more animated projects on the way mm-hmm. and a mini studio on the horizon for them. Um, one of the rumored projects is an Ed Deadpool series, an animated Deadpool series for mm-hmm. this. Um, They could go back to animated movies Again they didn't have as much luck with their other ones As DC has lately but you know if they're wanting To again expand their horizons Maybe bounce off what if right They could make more movies along The way rather than just TV series
0: it so. makes you wonder. It makes you wonder where uh, a theoretical Deadpool series would go, right? There was that one that was uh, in production, at least mm-hmm. in pre-production, at some point in time with uh, Donald Glover, right? And it was yep. going to kind of have this edge to it. I believe it was going to land on FX. Now things have totally changed and moved in different directions so hopefully a deadpool series would not na- not land on disney plus i don't think they would be able to do a sufficient job of encapsulating deadpool on disney plus but you know hey they have a controlling stake in uh, hulu and it doesn't seem like hulu's right. going anywhere so you could put it up there on hulu right
1: right well it could but if it's an mc if they if they're gonna really tie it in an mcu they could put it on disney plus um I, I was really hoping they would do in America what they did in the other countries and do the was it the Disney star the the star on Disney Plus, which is uh-huh. like the the adult area where they mer- like they essentially merged Hulu and Disney Plus over
0: there. Mm-hmm. Like
1: they had star like I would love to see Disney Plus have star and be like, Yeah, here's your, you know, PG thirteen and higher kind of content uh in there. But, you know, I, I don't know. There, there's a there's a lot of things that's a rumor, it was a Deadpool, but like I would like to see more um Again, animation come out of Marvel if they're going to start putting stuff on streaming, right? Like, that would be a great place to put that kind of stuff. Because they're not going to really... I don't think they'd they'd put any of their things in the theater, really, if they they would thought about it. So, um, hopefully we see that sooner than later. But speaking of the What If series, uh, the rumor is that uh, Haley Atwell will be uh, Captain Carter as a cameo in that film. Uh, Which would be great because, uh, you know, um, she's always down to play that character, it seems like, Mm -hmm. even if it's like for like a couple seconds. So, um, yeah, bring her on back, I say, right? Like she even had two seasons of her own show.
0: Yeah, that will be really cool. And it just it really makes me wonder the what they'll get up to in Doctor Strange. Right. It just Mm -hmm. seems like limitless of just like this is the great place to throw every cameo you've ever wanted to see. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see Haley will roll back into this role.
1: Yeah, I and uh Sam Raimi again in, in it. I believe uh uh what's his name? Danny uh Danny Elfman's doing the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is this is like a, a really. I think it's gonna be really fun, but like I also don't want to get bogged down and like, oh there's that person, oh there's that person kind of thing the whole way through because
0: 'cause Don't worry, I don't think we're gonna have a, a space jam, a new legacy geez, uh itis when it comes to this.
1: I really, really hope not. But everyone's everyone's making cameos and everything's right now, Mike. That's what it sounds like. Um yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about some more about that in a second. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Where are we? Don't have anything on this yet. Uh, literally, the, the the theaters are even using fan-made posters to promote the films at this point because <laughs> the theaters have nothing. It is coming up around the corner. Uh, there is um, a a rumor that uh, this could be delayed depending on how um, the uh, I guess the pandemic plays out. Coming up mm-hmm. here with uh, you know, potential variants, booster shots, who knows what's going to happen in the next few months. Uh, they've kind of been playing coy on this one because they don't know if it will get a delay or not. Um, Spider Man would be the movie that would break box office records, I think, even outside of a pandemic. So, um, especially if they're bringing over other Spider Man from the other movies. So, this has got to be something I believe. That needs to, to hit on a really really good note and with with a lot of people in there, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe I even showed you this tweet where uh, we they literally have no trailers. Um, you and Morgan, we're gonna see another Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage trailer before we see a first No Way Home trailer. So yeah,
0: it was from a verified Twitter account and it felt like it felt like a threat. Right? It was just like, no, you're going to have to suffer through more venom before you get another Spider Man trailer. But I guess I I, I always feel like we deserve the trailer a lot sooner than we ever get them. So usually when I start to feel like, shouldn't we have a trailer for that by now? Usually means we're probably like two months away from actually getting it. Mm -hmm. And I I keep forgetting that like this movie is later in the year. It's it's December, right? Yeah, it's Uh, December 18th. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we got a little while ago. Like we're only like halfway through the year right now. Six months. So. So uh, yeah, I I feel like it'll it'll be a little while. Or, I guess
1: five five out. months. Yeah, I, I think. Well, we we also for the first time ever have like still have two more Marvel movies in between it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Shang Chi and the Eternals, and then Spider Man in the back half of this, and a, and a bunch more uh, Disney Plus shows we'll talk about too. Um, but uh, grinding that rumor meal, Charlie Cox recently canceled a Comic Con appearance the same weekend that Spider Man No Home reshoots are going on. So they are drawing these lines at a furious rate. uh, I love it. (laughs) Charlie Cox in Spider-Man No Way Home.
0: I love it because this is the first, I feel like, bit of actual evidence that we've had to back up this rumor that people have been throwing around Daredevil and Charlie Cox coming back into the MCU. For like, I feel like over a year now, right? But it's yeah. always just like rumors, right? Or like uh, theory, or, like, or, oh my or undetermined I, yeah. sources, or like you know, we're down at like the deli outside the studio as somebody's talk- talking about Charlie or something. So I felt like even though this is like a little bit of like you know, a little bit of like red uh red string down in the, down in the cellar, it does kind of lead yeah. at least to thinking, yeah, this this could be it, right? Yeah. You know, he could cancel it for a million reasons, right? But it, it, it does, does th- coincidentally line up on reshoot.
1: Well, it, you say a million reasons. The reason is filming conflict. And currently, after doing some research, he has no other projects that he's working on right now. Uh, the only other thing could be is if he's they, – they've had to shuffle around She-Hulk shooting. But um, I don't know. Maybe Maybe due to the fan clamoring for Charlie Cox being back, you know, based on rumors – they decided to put him in for the first time i mean
0: i mean this is this kind of goes back to when we were talking about kang a few weeks ago like I, I wouldn't be upset you know whether uh he does or doesn't show up in the mcu but like i just don't think i need a rehash of all of his stories that were over on netflix right so yeah. we start to go okay well how does he get into this universe now does he jump in from like a portal just like some of these other like uh previous spider-men are going to and it's just going to be a bit of a cameo you know that's fine too do they really want to fold that version of daredevil the hero into the mcu where he could like legitimately like come across these characters like okay well how do you do that because uh charlie cox is um the character he's playing uh matt murdoch matt murdoch is a real person right with friends and connections to his community if you just rip him out of all of that like you're going to have to, there's a big story you're going to have to deal with there, right? Like him, Lonesome, like Karen Page, Foggy, uh, his whole practice, you know, all of his neighborhood. I think, wasn't his what? mother also revealed in like what? the third season I, I, right
1: there's there's a way for this to be to be worked on and and we actually have some news on that later as well okay so 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 let me let me can i let's put a pin in that let me come back to that one here. all right because i want to talk the other thing is that vincent d'onofrio is now rumored to be in the hawkeye show oh my god <laughs> uh, as a kingpin and return in the fifth or sixth episode um so this show could, is it supposedly could be tied into spider-man no way home more than we've expected it to be um that was the thought process uh, but the good news on top of that is uh, Victoria Alonso said Hawkeye will debut before the end of the year, um, uh-huh. which is great because we have no other dates
0: beyond what if of what's happening in the MCU. In the uh-huh. Well, so it's like, so Vincent D'Onofrio, like, the great thing that we loved about the Daredevil series is how humanized and how emotional all of these performances were. That's the one thing that we all loved about Vincent D'Onofrio. He played such a good kingpin, and he was very compelling, and he felt very threatening. So it's just like, if you pull these people out of their universe and, like, drop them into a new one, like, you're you're going to have to rationalize oh, that some bird. way, right? Like, like, these people just can't, we're, like, go back to normal. We haven't, they can't just, we
1: haven't got to that point yet. Keep put a pin. In it. I'm gonna we're gonna right. wrap we're gonna wrap. I'm gonna wrap this up for you, Mike. I've got this mm-hmm. for you. So let's let's just keep rolling through this. I got. I I think we'll we'll talk about this. So Yelena Belova from Black Widow will appear multiple uh-huh. episodes of Hawkeye. That's uh-huh. good. Great. Miss Marvel also will be on Disney Plus before uh, 2021 uh, before 2022. So if we we did the math right, like Miss Mar, do you think Miss Marvel or Hawkeye will be right after? what if i'm thinking hawkeye
0: cuz it's so yeah, close it's to black widow yeah it seems like hawkeye and we've heard about that uh production for a while we've seen yeah. more set photos from hawkeye too uh, yeah, I did the math a little bit. If they decided to air this literally the week after What If ended, and if What If runs, you know, those ten episodes, and they don't yep. double up any weeks, uh, if they run that, and then they run the next show, Same which you know back. might be Miss uh, Miss Marvel, and if they run six episodes, uh, they're gonna run past the end of the year, right? And usually, streaming services and networks don't usually like to do that. They don't want to put, especially like season finales, like during like the holiday season. Seasons, like when people are traveling or they're busy with family, they don't they don't want to miss that news cycle of just like oh did you see that crazy after credit scene at the end of uh, Miss Marvel where Captain Marvel showed up from outer space or whatever like that? Just like no, because I had to go visit like family like a, 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 and like you know all weekend. So well, uh, here's the thing: it's it, on, it seems on like they're Wednesdays gonna have now. to. It seems like they're gonna have to like well e- either way, I feel like they're gonna have to like back it up a little bit. Like there's gonna have to be a little bit of overlap somewhere, I, or they run out of weeks in 2021.
1: I I disagree. I think there's gonna be more- more weeks in between it than than you think she just said they will debut they didn't say all episodes will be on here so i think it's gonna there's gonna be a week after what if because they always do those making of episodes and then hawkeye then a making of and then miss marvel will start and it, it will probably run through the end of the year into next year um is my theory on this one um but they did double up on um what was it uh wandavision episodes out the gate the the shorter ones the half hour Mm -hmm. ones so um i could totally see them doing that with um uh what if like putting a couple of those if they're 20 minute episodes so i think this only indicates we're gonna get trailers for these sooner than later like yeah that'd be great if, if if what if starts they gotta have the next thing like ready to roll right like that's how we did the other ones so the next part here is loki so the separate timelines are now connecting mike that's the point i was i was we were getting towards so if the timelines like you mentioned they're not being ripped out of theirs and putting in a new one they're merging those people would still be around charlie cox and and uh vincent d'onofrio's characters what do you think about that
0: so, like, w- what do you mean by, like, merging? Because, so, like, if, if these are, like, parallel realities, uh, if they're colliding in some way, things have to be shared or swapped. They're not just going to, like, phase over on the top right. of each other. So, it just seems like that's not going to work.
1: Right. Well, it, but it's fine. But, like, so the 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 showrunner of, of Loki, oh, I, I can't think of her name, uh, said that the, the, the if you look, the branches are not all separate, right? Some of them have actually come back around and are touching each other again. Uh, in, in, implying a colliding um, timeline, so yes, there could be emerging. This could be how the Spider-Man's multiples, you know, introduce each other, right? Like maybe they're not parallels. Maybe their universes all clash together, so they're not jumping through through portals. There will be some sort of merging. We don't know what that will be. Yeah. But I think if you're gonna get those characters from the Netflix shows over, with all their history and everything with them, rather than create them new from the ground up, that this is how you're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like, what is the longevity of it, right? Like, if we just want to see Daredevil, like, pop up and do, like, a kick-ass action scene with, like, Spider-Man and they, you know, take out uh, a couple of goons and then at the end of the movie, or maybe at the end of Doctor Strange and they fix all this Nexus stuff and Charlie Cox, uh, you know, Matt Murdock goes back to his own own universe, like, that's totally fine. I'm just trying to think of, think back to, like, Spider-Verse, right? The last time, like, we've kind of really seen a feature film, I guess, tackle something superhero dimensional like imagine if all of those characters that came to help Miles Morales in his world were just like stuck there permanently right like Mm -hmm. the entirety of the plot of that story was getting these people back home to their right. normal worlds, and if they were just like stuck in Miles Morales' world, it's like yeah, they can hang out with Miles every once in a while and probably fight fight, fight some crime, but they left a lot behind right. there. So th- that's all I'm thinking in. But that's... and, and th- I'm not even like I'm not even like uh, uh, upset or like disappointed or nervous. I just think it's kind of exciting because I'm really curious what yeah. they're going to do. Because it's like talk about like a huge sandbox where like so many decisions can be made and so many things can be so easily explained, right? Like. Yeah. Like, if you want to bring back, like, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like, I, we used to think, like, that's the dumbest thing ever. How are you going to explain that in a Spider-Man movie? But now you have, like, the easiest Swiss Army knife to do it. It's just like, yeah, it's a multiverse. We're just going right. to pull him from a portal well, or something. Well, it's going to be it, great.
1: Well, that's if they're pulling them I think if the timelines are connecting, we're going to see something different. And those characters, I mean, maybe maybe they don't know that there's different timelines. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, but, like, I, think, I don't think... Charlie Cox will not be Daredevil and Spider-Man. That'll be way too much going on. I think he'll just be uh, Matt Murdock, um, the lawyer. And then um, maybe the Kingpin views it more as an opportunity, right? Like, oh, I'm in this world now. I can do whatever. But I don't think, I think the difference between spiders is they were plucked out and put in this universe, but they weren't really merging and crossing.
0: Yeah, it just, Uh, yeah, they just, as long as they can find a good way to describe it. I I think what what we have to do as fans is become maybe a little bit more malleable because I was talking about this before we started recording, is I'm starting to see a lot of MCU theories now pop up in my uh, TikTok timeline, right? TikTok is starting to understand my needs and desires, and now I'm starting to get MCU stuff. And some of these theories I think are really out of bounds and some people are going a little bit too deep and they're just falling into the same traps that they fell in with the first season of WandaVision, right? Where they just looked a little too deep. And now some people are doing this insanity where they say, if you play the last episode of WandaVision (laughs) and you click play on the last episode of Loki at the same time, uh, that uh, Kang has his I'm just going to keep calling him Kang because it's, it's just the easiest yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. do. It's... Kang has his magical revelation in his head of just like, did you feel that? Everything's everything's so, different now. It lines up perfectly yeah. like when WandaVision becomes like the Scarlet Witch and I was just like no, you need, everyone needs a full stop. This is not what happens. The, the only reason it probably even slightly lines up is just story structure and they're roughly 30 minute Kacing. episodes so you gotta yeah. hit like these certain marks. That's probably the only reason it might feel like that but this is like you people are going like way too far and I also saw, saw somebody who was like over analyzing the first Doctor Strange movie, and it was just like, oh, when the ancient one uh, is uh, talking with a uh, Stephen before he gets all of his powers, she literally says the word so, multiverses when she's doing all this stuff, and it's just like, some people you just got to realize that when some of these scripts were written like years ago, they just were using cool words, right? Like I literally don't think when somebody wrote the word multiverse in the first Doctor Strange movie, they got the keyword from up on high from Kevin. To use the word multiverse, I think it's just a cool word to use, and it works well with this magical I, stuff. So, like some people are, they're they're putting they're using too much red string.
1: <laughs> so I, I I disagree with multiverse because I think that that's it, able to explain Doctor Strange's power in a good way, and I think that they, they have to that. But I do agree. So uh, listener to the show Marshall, uh, shout out to him. He actually sent me that video early on in the week, and I I agree with you. I don't agree with it. I think if you take any two pieces of media and play them at the right time, you can sync up whatever you want. Mm. Um, this is the whole, oh, Dark Side of the Moon lines up with The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes, exactly. Kind of, you can line up anything you want in that. I don't think they're related. If it is, it, uh, I mean, it, it's a fun Easter egg, but I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just like, again, writing a TV show, pacing is everything, right? Like, it's the same pacing, same thing. It's fun. It, it, could, be, it could be a reality, but, like, it's not a, a hard and fast rule to live by. Mm. Well, that. also...
0: And I'm not saying that the stuff that happened in the first Doctor Strange movie also couldn't just be a happy accident, right? right. Like, so when you're coming back to write this Doctor Strange movie, he's like, oh, yeah, we did all, some of this cool stuff that really lines up with a lot of the stuff that happened in Loki. You know, we're, we're off to the races now. But, like, when you just said Doctor Strange pulls his power from, uh, you know, these other you know universes. dimensions, right, yeah. these other universes, well, theoretically, if you're kind of looking at this timeline, right, there isn't other universes right there's only this grand timeline that uh that Kang has been holding together perfectly for a really long time as far as we know so theoretically shouldn't you think that sorcerers shouldn't have any powers until the timeline starts to fracture and these other dimensions start to grow and then you would think that their powers would start to grow from that so that's that's what i'm saying is just like and also they start to say things like you know oh like the mirror dimension okay well what's the difference between a dimension and a multiverse and then what's the difference between like the quantum realm right and i think really at the end of the day the answer was when somebody wrote these comic books back in the day, they just wanted some yeah. cool shit that characters could play in, right? They just wanted a cool area that these uh, that these adventures could happen in, and now they're translating to the screen. So this, I think, this is just like a broader like PSA of just like don't dive too deep for too long, or you just might end up getting disappointed, right? Like, and this isn't this also isn't even a um, this isn't even like giving them like a lot of slack if they screw it up or anything yeah. like that. I just think like they're they're doing like the best they can with this uh with this roadmap. Right. Well, that they it's put down. It's the same. I was
1: talking this this week when when um you know uh what's his name uh Joss Whedon wrote the Avengers. They didn't have that Avengers script in pine when they wrote the original movies, right? When they planned on it's all together, it was just fun, right? It was mm-hmm. it was great. They had an Avengers script. Hulk was supposed to be the bad guy. You see that at the end of in- the Incredible Hulk, right? When Tony Stark comes to. Recruit Thunderbolt Ross didn't work out So they had to rewrite a new script All those, again, great moments were added up Into something big, but they weren't planned To be that exact movie at that time Mm -hmm. So I, can they do it again hell yeah they can do it again Marvel's got whatever they want under their, their thing they have the will they have the good faith of everyone because they have yes. made 23 great 24 now great movies
0: yeah that's the great way to put it they have the good faith uh they have the reputation they they've made a couple like uh, uh below average movies but like yeah. that's the great thing about the MCU it's so easy to recommend to people because even if they don't know anything about any of these characters and they just randomly pick a movie it's gonna be better than most of the stuff that's yeah. out there usually most of the place that people have is once you watch all of them together you might ca- start to see maybe a, a maybe a bit of like a safeness across all of them but I mean like like come on Snake Eyes just came out and I have not heard very good things about Snake Eyes yeah. so it's just like are you going to roll the dice on a Hasbro toy franchise or maybe a comic book Well, franchise? I mean
1: I would I, I mean I would take any MCU movie even the Dark World which has now become the <laughs> linchpin of the MCU over Wonder Woman 84 Mm-hmm. like literally what could have been their best movie I would take any even the worst MCU movie in, in my book over it any day any day of the week so you you got to earn that and and they yeah. I believe they had and you know sometimes they may be safe but guess what it's fun it's all connected now we have TV shows and uh, animation and it's all going down a really good yeah, path
0: you so. got to earn that goodwill like uh I mean god there's so many things wrong with that new space jam movie right but when you got to see um what's that what's the female bunny's name uh oh, I don't lola. Remember. lola when lola is doing like the uh themiscara trials and stuff like yeah. that which is you know a lot of the visual design of that scene was brought from like the wonder woman universe yeah and it very much feels like the the opening shot of uh, wonder woman 84 and i was just like uh this just feels really bad because i didn't like yeah. that movie <laughs> right but but i
1: think but that but um But uh, the animated versions was much cooler to see because, you know, it's the one being in charge of Mm -hmm. Themyscira. So, yeah, I I, um, yeah. Like so the timelines can come back together. We have a lot of opportunity here to see how these timelines touch. And and like, you know, if they want to bring in other, you know, franchises, you know, things they didn't own before now that they own them. This is an opportunity to, to reference those easily and be like, yeah, we got that. Move along. Um, and, ma- and literally make it all connected. They've bought so much, they can make it all connected through money, Mike. That's mm-hmm. that's where <laughs> we are. Into the Star Wars universe, uh, are you familiar who um, uh, Ezra Bridger and General Thrawn are? Uh,
0: Ezra, that character was from Rebels, right? Right. So mm-hmm.
1: the rumor is that Mina Massoud who played Aladdin in the live-action movie, uh, will uh-huh. play uh, Ezra Bridger in, in the movie, in the series. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a series on movie and then the, um, Lars Mikkelsen who voiced General Thrawn in the Rebels show will do the live action version of him as well
0: that's cool I mean I, he must be at least relatively close to a look that they're looking for but you know they're yeah. pa- they're going to paint him with blue or they're going to put some tracking dots mm-hmm. on him so uh, they can always massage the face a little bit you know I'm not saying like voice actors can't uh, act in live action but you know usually uh, you, you get lucky yeah. right if the voice well, actor matches so, up with the character
1: so Lars Mikkelsen is an actor first and foremost he's the brother of Mads Mikkelsen uh, uh,
0: I was going to say that last name can't be that yeah, common yeah yeah. <laughs> no,
1: he's, he's, he's the brother of that. Uh, Lars Mikkelsen he was in um if you watch the uh sherlock tv show uh he uh was like the villain of like one uh, of the later seasons. i'm looking
0: at him right now oh he could totally be thrown you don't even really have to do he i, I mean i yeah. i don't mean to say this to him but he's kind of got a menacing looking face right
1: yeah. yeah exactly yeah and and he um you know he's uh He's older, and Thron will be older by that point. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like he he is he's got that look. He doesn't have to pull off evil thing. But if he's already doing the voice, then boom, nailed it, right? Like
0: mm-hmm. this is
1: one of those happy accidents. Uh, people thought, you know, they wanted Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's too young, I think, to be to be in this role of this character. But um, yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got a voice actor. He was in Naruto uh, a couple of his, <laughs> a couple of characters back then. Looking right. at his list there, so um, that's cool. I'm excited for Ahsoka. I need to probably go back and watch Rebels. Um. After I, after the Bad Batch wraps up, that way I watch them at yeah. least chronologically. So
0: I'm yeah. probably gonna do one of those like essential episode watches yeah. of uh, watch the ones that uh, they think are gonna uh, Sees- t- and do. Season
1: one was was not for me, so I'm hoping I've heard two like it's like one of those like the first ones are like we have to you know you know get kids on board and then we can go to adults kind of thing. So mm-hmm. hopefully uh, season two and on. But you know Dave Filoni, I trust him, and, and Dave we trust over here. So uh, we'll check that out. Michael B. Jordan not only is he probably one of the highlights of Space Jam A New (laughs) Legacy he is out creating uh, the Val Zod version of Superman in a series for HBO Max Uh, so this is not the Cal L Superman that Tanisi Coates and J.J. Abrams are working on for the Warner Brothers in theater Uh, this will be uh, the different version the Earth 2 version of Superman if you will Bring it on. Bring uh, so, it on. I love it. So Val Zod is uh, technically uh, the a, a black Superman who was in the, the comic books. Um, and this will adapt that story from the comic books and not race-bend the Kal-El version like the other one is. So that's what, what he said. Um, so Val Zod was found by uh, this person, Terry Sloan, and raised to become Earth-2 Superman. He's got similar powers. from Kryptonian's just a little different. Um, the rumor here is um, that uh, Michael B. Jordan was tied to the first one, but he didn't want to do the Cal-El version. He wanted to do a, a different one, a unique one. So Warner Brothers passed, went to Abrams, and then HBO Max called him up and was like, hey, actually, can we do this with you? So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's cool. He might star in it, too. I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see him play Superman, right? Like, yeah. It,
0: it's just really crazy to see um, just uh, we're we're great that a uh, television production has improved so much over the years, right? It's just it's really hard to imagine back in the day that like uh, a, a high tier Superman show yeah. could exist like something episodic because it's just so special effects heavy. But now yeah. like uh, special effects is really only limited by the budget, right? And streaming services that are competing yeah. with each other have a lot of budget throw yeah. that they're around. So I, I, feel like they could pull it off really well.
1: Well, it, it also kind of makes me interested to know what the dynamic is between Warner brothers studios proper and HBO max over
0: there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If, if they can just kind of like go out and flex on their own, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: Hey, actually, uh, they pass on you. We'll take you, uh, kind of thing so that, that's interesting to kind of kind of hear what that dynamic is as well and you know for for, for michael b jordan to go from literally um fantastic four fan four stick to <laughs> killmonger and then to superman would just be fantastic for him right like that that's a that's a redemption story in and of itself so um good for him i'm interested i'm interested to kind of see if this comes to fruition i, I would love to see it on there uh because i got some other news that the um, Batgirl, I believe it's a show coming to uh, HBO Max, has uh, cast uh, Barbara Gordon with Leslie Grace, who's the actress from In the Heights. Um, was we, she the
0: we, Was she the one that was trying to go back to college? Yes, right? the one who did want to okay. go back to college. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, we talked to him last week. Who's in Star Wars? Uh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of his name at the time Jimmy Smith. Uh, Jimmy Smith. Yeah, is. yeah.
1: His, uh, his daughter. So yeah So she has been cast as Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl in the show so um they've also announced that this will be directed by adil l arby and bilal Falah. i probably butcher those they uh did the bad boys for life movie and also several episodes of miss marvel um that are mm-hmm. coming out and then it's written by christina hodson who is very much in the dc world right now warner brothers she did birds of prey she's writing the flash the most recent flash movie script and did bumblebee
0: I mean I know I have said like a thousand times on this show like now I'm officially old but here's just another example of earlier in the week there was like a short list that came out before this was officially announced and it was like uh, a total of like four actresses that were in line for this role and I just looked at this grid of four people and I was like I don't know who any of these people are and it makes sense right because you're you're casting at a certain age and like i just that kind of uh, slice of pop culture i've just not been attached to so i i honestly didn't even know when i saw her picture in that lineup that she was from in the heights uh, because you gotta, I feel like you gotta be exposed to an actor at least more than once to kind of recognize mm-hmm. their face out of context, right? So, um, I mean, it, yeah, uh, I, I thought she performed well in that movie, so I'm sure she could make a great Batgirl.
1: Yeah, it, it also didn't help that they all kind of look the same too. Uh, yeah,
0: but also at the same time, when you're like dwindling it down to like one yeah. role, the last four people probably will all kind of look yeah. the same, right? They, they, they've
1: got They've got to look now. And there, there has been uh, unfortunately a lot of lashback, like, oh, you can't have a an African American Batgirl well uh, Jim Gordon is being played by Jeffrey Wright in Mm -hmm. the movie so yes you can because technically it's his daughter so um, does
0: that does that make us think then that this Batgirl series will be connected to the Matt Reeves universe possibly it, because they, it, it's not totally certain how much of the Matt yeah. Reeves Batman will filter down to HBO Max. I know there's plans, but like they have best the laid plans, right? <laughs> well, they
1: have the the Gotham PD show, which is like the prequel or whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm. But I don't know.
1: That that's that opens up the question: Is this related to that or not? Because you know they did hire. Christina Hudson, who works slowly on movies to do the series yeah and does
0: that mean that this Batgirl could potentially cross over with Michael B Jordan's like Superman right like it does make you wonder like I don't know if I particularly want like a bunch of fractured TV shows on HBO Max I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I hope they're all good and I hope you know they're entertaining and outright and they stand alone on their own but it's just like if I'm gonna like invest like hours and hours of my life into multiple like streaming series, like at least give me give me like a multi give me like a multiplier, like a, a combo. Um, what do they call it? like a combo multiplier? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like when I watch these shows one after another, they just get better because they're even more uh, interconnected.
1: Well, I think I think they're gonna have to probably. I mean, I don't want them to take the CW effect, right? Where they only want the Flash and the Arrow were in the same universe, and then they started like. Oh, we we were able to get Supergirl because we made a device that crosses universe or something like mm-hmm. that. Because she was on CBS, and then like, I'm pretty sure. Um, what, what's the other show that's on there that's ending? Um, Black Lightning uh, was not in the same mm-hmm. universe, and then they merged it in the universe later. Like, there's too much going on over there. Do it right over here, and we'll 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 probably be way more on board than, than yes, trying please. to keep up with that. Yes, please. Lastly, uh, we're obviously huge Witcher fans here, right? Uh, big, big Witcher <laughs> nerds, aren't we? Uh,
0: yeah, we we do our best. <laughs> yeah, we try. We, <laughs> we try. We,
1: we have Google. Uh, so, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, uh, the anime. I would say series. Is it when you say this is anime uh, coming? I, I feel
0: Netflix? like the, I feel like Netflix is really stretching the word anime yeah. and just using it as more of of a uh, marketing uh, term. Yeah. But you know, sure, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's got some anime aspects to it. It's animated. Uh, based on Vesemir, the mentor of Geralt in his his younger days, uh, the trailer has landed. Uh, this is the first time his past has been explored in the media, and he's voiced by Theo James, who did Hector in Castlevania. So I thought you'd, because uh, I kept looking, I kept hearing, I'm like, I know this guy's voice, I know this guy's voice, who is it?
0: Well- it, it, like, even though the art style in this trailer is uh, slightly, uh, not slightly, it's definitely different than uh, America the Motion Picture, they're doing this same thing that's making me a lot more excited where it was, I, I hate it uh, back in the day when a lot of these CG animated cartoons could not pull off the 2D look, right? Like, yeah. they wanted to use the CG tools because it helps the, it helps the production uh, move along and do a lot more dynamic, like, cameras and action and stuff like that, but they couldn't get away from that kind. of of like crappy like cg look but now uh what i I feel like this trailer did a really good job where there's like some frames that just straight up looks like it's a 2d animated but then when the characters start to move a little you do start to see the volume and like the faces and stuff but it all looks really good so they found a really good way like now to really merge like the cg tools to get like uh i would say like a 2.5d look
1: yeah, it, it, to me, some of the animation, some of the some of the artwork, honestly, hits me with uh, Avatar, Legend of Korra designs a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, and you know, that kind of gives me like that um, American interpretation of anime style. But it, it, it I'm, I'm not complaint. This is by no means a complaint. This actually looks pretty cool. Um, it looks really fun. Uh, I see him. You know, we see him drink his Witcher potions. He's got like a big battle with some sort of creature, uh, and like a beast in front of them it, later. It, like. It's
0: funny that you mention Avatar because I, I'm looking into the description now and it says it's from Studio Mer which is the same studio that worked on uh, Legend of Korra and yeah. stuff like uh, like Voltron which was over on Netflix so yeah. Uh, yeah I was trying to see if this studio worked on um, Dragon Prince at all and I'm not seeing it but I do kind of get Dragon Prince vibes from it a little bit as well uh, but the Dragon Prince kind of emulates a little bit of like a stop motion effect and this doesn't have that at all but yeah it just it just looks really, really good. Um, it, it does make me wonder because I feel like every time you get like a one-off anime thing on Netflix, it just seems like very much a one-off thing. So I wonder, is this something that the, would ever develop a second season? So, you know.
1: So the character Vesemir will play very heavily in season two of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is coming out uh, August twenty third. Uh, with The Witcher coming out in December So it's like to help build up that character a little bit more But I could totally mm-hmm. see them be like oh yeah We've got all this you know a- again uh, Prequel stuff that you know we could tell all these stories Because there's nothing there And, and kind of keep going through this character I-, I'd- I think if there's enough popularity they could easily do it very, very easily. I'm, I'm very excited for this, actually. Yeah,
0: Netflix is doing a really good job with, uh, with adult-centered, especially action animation. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it, we can go as far to say a renaissance yet, but they're, they're doing a really they are, good job. They are putting
1: in the work to, to crank it out. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. that. like they are really doing it, uh, a good job with that. And, and yeah, honestly, if I was to get a Netflix subscription, it would be to watch all their animated stuff coming up. Um, mm-hmm. To, to dive back into that because I'm, I'm very thrilled. Again, I'm excited for next week's <laughs> War for Cybertron to, to wrap up because that is the Beast Wars season with all the Beast yeah. Wars again. So. Are you
0: going to watch it with all of your uh, new uh, uh, Beast yeah, Wars I toys around? One you one go, one you one all going to sit on the couch? Are you going gonna to give them a little cup and some popcorn?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well uh, some of them want hot dogs, some want you know, <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, I'll make sure they have a nice open jar of jalapenos, Mike. Just oh, yeah, you, you
0: the, the ideal movie snack, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they will definitely be in their Transformers form, not their Beast form while watching the movie that is that is rule my house so um but no uh yeah witcher nightmare the wolf comes out august 23rd looks really cool should be a pretty good primer for for season two mike that's our that's our news this week we got it we got through it uh we're we're in the, the the last vestige the last week of july coming up here hopefully we get some good stuff for the for the fall things um some new stuff going that way but if people don't know what you're up to what you're doing where can they find you at my friend they
0: can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to catch up with you where can they find you
1: you can find me on instagram @valdan87 or uh twitter Baldan, @valdan people want to know more about the show go listen at black widow review we did or loki review um for the season finale where can they find those at
0: Oh, All you got to do is visit superhero slate.com. That is the hub for the show. That is our helicarrier where you can find everything, uh, including our show notes. So, if you want to check out any of the trailers that we talked about today, or that uh, the rumor mill from Spider Man No Way Home that is being fed by Twitter, we got yes. all of those links in our show notes. And you can uh, get our podcast at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superhero slash store. We've love hearing from from you please reach out even if you're finding like crazy rumors and theories out there that make no sense whether you think we'll like them or hate them uh we love talking about yeah. them either way at any direction, and send them our way uh we, we love that kind of stuff um and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy make sure you're vaccinated so you can dodge that delta variant out there and uh we'll be here every week folks
1: yeah that's right we'll see you next week bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to
0: subscribe.
1: I bought two pairs of shoes this week, Mike. I'm, I have the most pairs of shoes right now that I've <laughs> ever had at any point in my entire uh, uh, life.
0: Is that two? Is Two pairs? Is that the most? <laughs>